0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton. I'm glad to be back here with you. It's been almost a month. Uh, I know I hadn't been around. I have been traveling and, uh, you know, just did not make the time to record it. I was about to say I've been so busy and trying to make some excuse, but that's just not really the reality. The reality is if I wanted to do it, I would make the time. Uh, I actually did make the time. I did record an episode, but I didn't like the episode I recorded. So I've changed my thought process about that. Instead, I'm doing a live training um, this coming week. And so anybody who's on the, my email list uh, is is invited to join that. Or anybody who's a member or in, involved in the Facebook group called The Exodus. If you're interested in joining that, it's a private group nobody can see what people are posting or anything like that. It's, uh, we're there to encourage each other in this fight against pornography and masturbation. So you can go to Facebook and look up the Exodus and answer a couple of questions and I will let you in. All right, let's get going. I, I really, you know, I'm, I, I want to say this before we get started, before we actually dive in. So no, it's a couple of things. Number one, If you have been listening to this podcast and you have, you know, found something beneficial in it, something that's encouraged you, something that's pointed you to Christ, I'm going to ask you would you go and leave a review on Apple iTunes? Like, I really would love for you to do that because it helps when other men are searching for help online, when they're searching for help in. Uh, you know they're certain putting in the search bar, uh, pornography, whatever, the, whatever, whatever people search for when they find this podcast. It helps for them to see what other people think. So this is my just my request. Would you would you mind doing that? So I know this. I usually put this at the very end, but I want to put it at the very beginning this time, uh, and encourage you if you've been thinking about it, like oh I need to go do that. Would you just pause it and go do it right now and then come back? Uh, it's it's very very simple. Um, so anyway thank you in advance for that that's number one and now the second message that I want to kick it off with is some of you are not going to like what I'm about to say some of you are not going to uh, like this at all because in my experience in dealing with many 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 men talking to so many men who are struggling with pornography and masturbation what I continually hear back from guys, and I understand it. Like uh, it doesn't make me angry or anything. I, I get it, but what I continually hear back from guys is, it's not my fault. And I want to tell you at the outset of this, this episode, it is your fault. It is your fault. And that's, you know, again, some of you are not going to like to hear that, and uh, I don't want to apologize for it. I just want to, I just want to be committed to telling you the truth, because I wish somebody had told me this many years ago before I wasted decades of my life. It's your fault. And so, what I've seen, what I see in our culture today, which is absolutely crept in seeped into the christian culture is this victim mentality well i wouldn't struggle with porn if xyz well you know i go to porn because i'm stressed out i go to porn because i'm in a sexless marriage i go to porn because and you name it You name it. And I get that. Like I understand. There are triggers. Right? There are things. There's there are things like loneliness. There's things like boredom. Like how many of us don't have any aim or purpose in our life? And we get bored and we think, well, in order to keep me from thinking about all of my issues and dealing with the the deep dark truth in my life you know what I'll just sedate with pornography and I'm here to tell you it's nobody else's fault yes there were things done to you or not done to you when you were growing up wounds that you have that contribute to stories that you believe about yourself that absolutely have shaped your identity but we have a clear clear calling in scripture. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I don't want you to be a victim any longer because it's not the government's fault. It's not your wife's fault. It's not your pastor's fault. It's not your church's fault. It's not your boss's fault. Not your co worker's fault. It's your fault. Like, I wish somebody would have told me that years ago. Spencer, wake up and take responsibility for your life wake up like everything that that you need brother is found in christ like everything you need to defeat the sin of pornography is in christ as a matter of fact everything you need for the rest of your life for the sanctification journey that you're on and and let's get this let's be very very clear about this It's it's easy for me to raise my hand and say, "Man, I have conquered this this big sin." But, man, how much more do I have to go? Like every every year, like every month, every week, every day, I'm made aware that sin is lurking right there, and its desire is to destroy me destroy my family, destroy my kids, destroy me, destroy my church, destroy the witness, destroy fruit in my life. And the same is is for you. I, I was on the phone the other day with a guy. We were talking about his issue with pornography, and he said, you know, this was his comment. His comment was, you know, this is really the only thing that I struggle with. Like, this is the only sin I struggle with that, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss. I don't, you know, and he listed off these big things and I just kind of had to chuckle. And I was like, well, <laughs> let's hold on time out for a second. That's not the only sin you struggle with. It's just a very obvious one that throws you down into a pit of shame. And it's very, very like, it's, it's, something that you feel very strongly about but there's many other sins that you are struggling with and you will struggle with for the rest of your life you know just like we've been looking at in hebrews this is a journey we are on a pilgrimage this place is not our home we are we are always going to need to battle sin in this life and it's your responsibility to do it and that's what i want to talk to you today about because i've been reading this book by um a pastor John Owen, and let me see. If, let me see if I can find the title of this book real quick. This John Owen was a. As an, uh, it's called Overcoming Sin and Temptations. What it's called. You can look it up. John Owen. He was a Puritan pastor way back in I don't know seventeen hundreds or something like that. But this guy, it, it, and it's a little bit difficult to read, simply because it's using older English. But what I've been doing is after I do my quiet time in the morning, I've just been reading sections of this book and then just writing it out of my own, own words. And so I want to share some of this to, with you today because it's been convicting to me. And if I've been convicted, I want you to be convicted. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really kidding. But, man, like, it, it's been a wake-up call for me. It's been a wake up call for me because I don't want you to think that, hey, this life is like this struggle with you is just all about getting rid of pornography. Man, this is about the sanctifying journey that we're all on. And we do need, we do need to exhort and encourage and come alongside of each other as we struggle through sexual sin because it's so pervasive in our culture, it's accepted in our culture, and it's accessible in our culture. You and I can grab our phones in the privacy of our own home. We can be in a crowded home and go somewhere, shut the door and look at pornography all we want to. No more like in the, you know, in the olden days where you had to go and buy a Playboy or something. None of that. So let's talk about this because one of, the, one of the great quotes from John Owen that you may have heard before, I'm just going to kick us off with this. It says, he says, do you mortify? In other words, his, his, what that means is do you put to death? Do you make it your daily work? He says, be always at it while you live. Cease not a day from this work. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. And that's, that's, the, that's the quote that most people remember. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. And that is the truth, brother. The truth that you and I need to remember. So let's look at some passages here and talk about this. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So we've talked about this before. That phrase there, put to death, that's a wartime mentality. That is not peace time. That is not, oh, I hope this thing goes away. And and how how crazy is it? How crazy is it to think that the older we get, this thing will eventually, this struggle with pornography will eventually go away. And that's just not the case. Like I'm talking to 60-year-old men, men in their 60s who still struggle with pornography all of the time. So don't think. Guys who are 30 and 40, 20, 30, 40, 50, that it's going away anytime soon. It's not. It doesn't just vanish. Instead, it grows deeper and deeper roots. So by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. Think about this. And what did Paul say? He says in 1 Corinthians nine twenty-seven. but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Whose responsibility is it? Paul says, I do it daily. Like, this is what I do. This is, I discipline my body every single day. And so you, brother, like if Paul had this mentality, you and I need this mentality. I mean, and think about just the Christian life, like the, the goal of the Christian life, what the Lord desires to do through us is to bear fruit to his glory. Whatever that looks like in your life. Like we do know that it's making disciples. It's, it's making more and more and more disciples that look like Christ that grow in the grace of Christ. And so, This is our calling, but he also bears fruit in all kinds of ways. But even even Jesus says, like, every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. But every branch that does bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes it that it may bear more fruit. Like, there's more pruning that needs to happen in your life. There's more sin that needs to be killed, that needs to be destroyed in your life, and there always will be. So if this was Paul's daily battle, what does that mean for you and me? And and why do we need to do this? Why is this so important? Because while we live on earth, we will always have sin dwelling in us. And therefore, we're always going to have to go to war and put it to death. Both what we call big and obvious sins, which is what we're talking about here with pornography and masturbation, as well as What um, one of my favorite authors is Jerry uh, Bridges, and he wrote a book called Respectable Sins. So these are the sins that are considered respectable or accepted in our society. So all manner of sin must be dealt with in this way. And so let's look at some of these things because this this work like we've been like I've looked at in Hebrews since I've been in the study in Hebrews since August what I've been learning and looking at in Hebrews and what the Hebrew writer was encouraging and exhorting his church to understand is that this is a long race that you're in this is a pilgrimage you're in the wilderness this is not our home we have a promised land that we're heading to and while we're in the wilderness, we're going to have tests and we're going to have trials and we're going to have troubles. But all of these, God is using all of these to sh- to shape us and mold us into the image of Christ. And, and so we must always be at the work of killing sin in our life, of trusting Christ, of preaching the gospel to ourselves every day, like the men that I deal with, that I coach when who uh, who are, who are becoming free from pornography. This is one of the things that we talk about all the time. It's just our need, our desperate need to preach the gospel to ourselves every single day. Every single day. And so John Owen in his book, he says, you know, the, the man who, who only goes to war, who only puts sin to death part-time or just part of the way is not really doing it at all. Like he's only done half his work. And so he he encourages us through the word. He's like, Think about what scripture says. Galatians 6 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Like we can't stop. Hebrews 12:1. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And part of that race is laying aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us. This is a constant thing. We are continually shedding off sin. In 2 Corinthians 7.1, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Like, completion. Like, we are to not just partway, halfway, Right. So if I'm not looking, so I'm thinking about myself now, if I'm not looking at pornography and not masturbating, those are very obvious. That's not, that doesn't mean that lust in my life is completely done away with. And that's what we want. Like I I desire to honor God with my thoughts. And so if I'm harboring, like I'm saying, well, I'm not doing these outward things, but inwardly in my heart, I'm still lusting. Then I haven't, I haven't, killed sin completely so this is something we always have to be doing and the reason is is that Romans 7 21 so so I find it to be that be a law that when I want to do right evil lies close at hand right evil lies close at hand so so this is this is the point like sin is always acting, always conceiving, always seducing, always tempting, always. And so, since sin is always doing that and will never stop as long as we have these bodies, then our work must be continually killing sin. Continually killing sin. Like, sin is relentless, and ruthless. It's your enemy, and it never is never going to stop tempting you. It's never going to stop attempting to destroy your life. It's always at work in our lives and will not stop until the day that our death crushes its head by the eternal resurrection body given us by Christ himself. So my question that I wrote, like I'm looking at my journal, what I wrote this past week, and i wrote down am i lazy and careless and foolish when it comes to going to war with my sin and if so if i am if i look at my life and i'm lazy at killing sin then then i should expect capture and torture by this enemy like sin in our lives is either defeating us or is being defeated either winning or losing every day like there's no days off this is the way it will be until we pass away, and if I'm a pacifist in this war, I will be slaughtered. This is what John Owen says. He says, there is no safety against it, against sin. There is no safety in it, but a constant warfare, and so men who have found freedom from pornography through God's power know, they know there's no relief except to go to war. That's it. And then he brings up a different, uh, another thought in this, um, in this book, which I thought was really, really good. And, And that's, that's this, that sin is very, very subtle. Right? So it's, he says it's modest at first, in its first motions and proposals, it constantly, though, it constantly gains ground and it presses on further and further to, to further degree. He said, really, at the end of the day, he said every unclean thought or glance would be adultery if it could. And so I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, it would be, you know, Sin doesn't come to my door as a prostitute and and tempt me that way. No, no, no. It is very, very subtle. Very subtle. So it's a simple thought. It's a simple story that's planted and watered for days and weeks and months and years. It's patiently cultivating and hardening our hearts. Like this this is, as I look back at my life, this is how it happened. Like I never in 2013, I never ever would have imagined what would have happened to my life. If you had asked me in 2012, so I I have this little app on my phone. It's Time Hop, and in 2012, man, I am, I'm sharing the gospel. I'm. You know, leading an or- a Christian organization, we're having devotionals, I'm a part of a church, I'm active in the church with my wife. Subtle, subtle, subtle hardening of the heart. That's why Hebrews says, exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Like, brother, if you're listening, if you're still listening to this, This is your responsibility, and the results of your life are your fault, which could be good. You may look back and say, wow, like praise God. I'm no longer in sin. I'm no longer captive to sin. Well, praise God for that, but it is your daily work. Like, sin won't ever stop, right? Its goal is complete rebellion against God and disgrace to the name of Jesus Christ. And nothing can prevent this except a daily killing of sin. And why? Because Galatians 5.17 tells us, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit... Are against the flesh. So you were born with the flesh, the sin nature in you, and you've been given, if you're a follower of Christ, you've been given this new nature and the Holy Spirit in you, and they don't like each other. They're opposed to each other is what Paul says, for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. We've been given the Spirit and a new nature to go to war against sin and our old nature. And so when we're not actively killing sin John Owen says it's such a foolish thing. Like he's saying he's essentially saying you're a fool if you neglect to use the holy spirit as your weapon against sin. You're essentially keeping the spirit from doing his work while allowing the flesh and sin to roam throughout your life. And hindering you from doing the things that you really want to do John Owen says, not to be daily killing sin is to sin against the goodness and the kindness and the wisdom and the grace and the love of God, who has furnished us with the ability to do it. Second Corinthians 2:14: 416, this is 2 Corinthians 2, 416, says this, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And this is the principle. This is what we want. Like You and I, even though our outer body is wasting away, we're growing older, our inner, our inner person, our inner self is being renewed day by day. But John Owen says, when we are not fighting sin, our inner self, like our inner being, spiritual being, is wasting away, and our outer self, our sin nature, is growing in power day by day. Like, God designed my Christian life and your Christian life to be an inward renewal day by day that results in a life of sacrifice to Him, a pleasing aroma, 2 Corinthians 2.15. But if we neglect to kill sin on a daily basis, it is the outer man, that is renewed and grows in strength day by day. So my question to you, brother, is, are you killing sin? Are you making it your work? Are you making it your daily habit? How do you do that? How do you kill sin? How do you kill sin? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of principles for this that I believe are... um, really, really important. Number one is tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's it. Tell the truth. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying, hey, go confess to everybody what, what sin you struggle with. Tell the truth to yourself. In whatever situation you find yourself in, if you're looking at porn and masturbating three times a day, three times a week, three times a month, 10 times a month, 15 times a month, doesn't matter. Be real with where you are. Tell the truth. Take responsibility. Don't point the finger at somebody else and say, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Take responsibility. Like There's a lot of things more than likely that need to change in your life starting with who you believe yourself to be, starting with your identity. So principle number one is tell the truth. Principle number two is being always comes before doing. You are always doing something or not doing something based on who you believe yourselves to be. And this is the power of the gospel because it gives you a new identity in Christ. If you believe it, if you trust it, if you have faith in it, then you can consider yourself, Romans 6:11, then you can consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Like that word consider is reckon. Like think deeply about it, especially in regards to action So tell the truth and then being comes before doing. Like Who do you believe yourself to be? And what I would ask you to do, if, you, if you're not really certain about that, is I would ask you to, to spend some time with a pen and a piece of paper in your Bible and just look up every verse you can find that talks about your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ, if truly you are in Christ. Because that is the truth. So there's two truths, right? The truth of your current condition and the truth of who you are in Christ. And, and brothers, we are very, very, very good about ignoring the truth of our current condition, which is why we sedate with pornography, why we sedate with video games, why we sedate with sports and social media and all kinds of stupid stuff. And I'm not saying that you can't do those things but if you're not dealing with the truth of your current condition then then that sedation is just keeping you in this life of fantasy and you're not going to change and i believe you do want to change like i 100 believe you want to change like god's put that in us this desire to grow and to change it's our calling to be sanctified to be sanctified. And and if we are not, I will say this, if we're not moving forward and growing and being sanctified, then we're going backwards. We're drifting away. We're drifting away. I'm going to read, I just thought of this um, passage from Hebrews since I've been studying it that I believe is really Kind of gets to the heart of this. Take care, brothers. Lest there be any in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. Like, take care, brothers. Like, pay attention. Pay attention, because we, we are either. Moving forward and being changed into the likeness of Christ, or we are falling away from the living God. There's no neutral ground in this war. Be killing sin, or it will be killing you. He goes on to say, but exhort one another every day. And this is this is the only reason for this podcast. Like this is the only reason I I coach men through this is because I believe that in the church. Our churches don't even have an answer for this. They're not even addressing this, and it just really makes me sad. And so like, if I can be an encouragement to you, if I can exhort you and point you to Christ, I want to do that over and over and over again because I need it. Like, I need brothers in my life who are exhorting me, who are encouraging me, who are holding me accountable, holding me accountable. I was teaching recently um, a goal setting workshop and we're talking about setting targets for 2022, setting goals, targets. I like to call them targets. And I went through this whole process and a guy raised his hand and he said, how do you like, how do you really get this to happen? Like, how does, how do you do this? And I'm like, well, it takes accountability. Like, I can make all the goals and plans I want to privately, and then if I don't share them with somebody, a brother, then I'm not being held accountable, and I will lie to myself every single time. I will give myself an excuse. I'll give myself a way out, just like I did for many years with pornography. So we have to exhort one another every day so that we will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin backing up to Hebrews 2:1 he says therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard the gospel or else we'll drift away from it and that is our natural tendency again there's no middle ground there's no coasting there's no easy path either we are making spiritual progress through war with our sin or we are drifting away so brother do something about it today. Take action. Take action. I was talking with a, a a friend this morning. Actually, he was leaving. He left me a message, and he was just talking about he started journaling for the first time. And he said, "Oh my goodness, what a difference it has made." To he said, instead of Listening to my Bible as I'm like making eggs and and doing around the house, he said, I started like sitting down at my desk and I studied. I think it was Joshua 7, and then I journaled about it. And man, what a difference. So, if you're not doing like, if it's not, if you're not doing things like that, I think those are very, very, very important because we have to open the Word of God to understand who we are in Christ. We have to open the Word of God to have the gospel preached to our heart. We have to open the Word of God and understand the Word of God so that the Spirit of God can use the power of the gospel in our lives for change, for the confession of sin, for the confession of Christ as Lord, for good works, for bearing fruit to His glory. This is a John 15, 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. All right, brothers. Man, I hope that you will take this fight against sin very, very seriously, and not just big, big, obvious (laughs) sins like pornography, which it is, but even, even the respectable sins, as Jerry Bridges calls them, in our lives. All right, brothers, I hope you have a great week, and I'll be back more. uh, I'm I'm assuming that I'll have uh, the ability to do this once more before the new year, so I'll be back with another episode in a week or so, and then, man, we're going to kick off January 2022, um, and I'm going to be posting as often as I can. If you want to talk to me more about how to... um, find freedom from pornography, check out the website, naturalpornkiller.com. If you're a pastor or a youth pastor and you want to talk about your church, uh, like how you, can, how you can help lead men to go to war with the sin and take responsibility and find freedom from pornography, then reach out to me. Email me at spencer at naturalpornkiller.com. I'd love to talk to you more about that. I'd love to speak to your men's group, would love to, to do any of that, whether it's via Zoom or whether it's uh, in person. Whatever the case is, like I'm committed to this battle, and I praise God for the opportunity to talk about um, this weakness in my life uh, so that people can, can experience hope because, man, God is, is, um, is more powerful than the sin in men's lives. And they need to know this because many, many men are suffering in silence in our churches. And, and I get that because I did the same and I hit it and I isolated myself and I would talk about anything but this. And what ended up happening is I just could I could never even leave my family well. So it had consequences. It, it reached deep, deep, deep into my life. And if you're struggling with it, then there are consequences that you likely don't even know about. All right, brothers, I'll be back with another episode. And if you hadn't left a review, go ahead and do that now. And I'll be back. Talk to you all soon.